Sunsets from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. John 1, 1 to 4 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So every time the word is shed, it brings life. Scripture says that they overcame by the blood and the word of their testimonies. Another one says the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Meaning that the word Jesus, Yeshua, he who was with God in the beginning, every time we gather and we speak about him, we invite his life. We invite his light. We create an atmosphere for light and life. So every time that we speak about Jesus, we are asking him to give us an atmosphere of freedom. Why? Because Psalm 119 says, the entrance of the word gives light. And every time you put light onto something that is dark, it makes you see better. You have revelation, you have insight. And the Bible says the truth will set you free. If you know the truth, it will set you free. And truth comes from light from revelation. So basically speaking about the word Jesus is freedom. So I'm here today to speak about he who is the word and he who is the word is freedom. So I believe that at the end of today, by God's special grace and his mercy, we would enjoy freedom from the truth that will be shared today. So Father, in this moment, I humbly ask that you saturate this atmosphere with your life and with your light. And that every word that will come from my mouth will not be of my own accord, but it will be words that you want to bring forth this morning that would bring freedom to the hearts of men. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we turn to Romans 8, 26 to 30? NKJV version, if we have it on the screen, please. Hosanna in the highest, let our King be lifted high. Romans 8, 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we, are, what we should pray for. Sorry, English is really not my first language. We don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings. Mark that word. Uh, uncle, auntie, I'm not? Thank you. Which cannot be uttered. Next verse. 
Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Mark the word called. Let's be going, let's be going. Can we alpha now? Okay, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Thirty. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Amen. God has a plan. God has an ultimate agenda. And what God does is he puts out an invitation to everyone. Now, as long as you stop for a moment and turn towards that invitation from your own agenda into the plan that he has set, he calls it predestination. So oftentimes when we speak about predestination, we always assume that it is on an individual basis. But God's view of predestination, it's an ultimate agenda that is open to everyone. That as long as you stop in your tracks and you turn into his own agenda, your destination is already set for you. Amen? So God says, I have an ultimate agenda. I have an ultimate plan. And what is this ultimate plan? That the earth reflects the kingdom of God. And you, you and I, who decide to stop and move into this ultimate plan, become part of that agenda of reflecting the kingdom of God on the earth. Amen? So God puts out an invitation, which is what I believe it means to be called. Called, called is not a, hey, you, oh yeah, let's be going. This is your destiny. This is what you want to do. I don't think that's how it works. I feel like God does it from a place of love so much so that he opens his arms wide and he says, hey, anybody who is willing, who hears my voice, who listens to this invitation, the parable in the New Testament, the rich guy who sent out the invitation and people were rejecting it, eventually he opened it up for more people to come. Anyone who hears my invitation and comes and accepts it, you automatically become called. And once you're called, you have set yourself in the path of God's ultimate agenda. I'm going to read Romans. Can we just open Romans 8 again? But TPT version. Because this is a version that used to be sweet. 26 to 30. <laughs> I was hoping we'll have it on the screen, but we're going to read it from our phones. Don't go on WhatsApp. Go to your Bible. 26 says, are we all there? Amen. It says, and in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't know how to pray or know the best things to ask for, but the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on behalf of, Pleading to God, 
who with emotional sighs, too deep for words. 27 says, God, the searcher of the hearts, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good, for we are all his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified his son. (laughs) God in his ultimate wisdom and generosity and grace knows that we humans, we're frail, right? And we're weak. So he says, you know what? I have something ultimate. I have this ultimate plan. I have this amazing agenda. But that's not all. I have my spirit. And he invites you and you take it. And he gives you his spirit. Because of the love that he has for you. Sends that invitation. But doesn't just leave it there. He gives you his spirit. So that your destiny and the spirit's who searches him, the destiny that has been set for you, become interwoven. That's what the scripture says. That the two destinies become one. Why? Because God knows that without that spirit, without your destiny getting interwoven with his own, you can't do it. God's ultimate agenda is not a short-term agenda. He sees us from an eternal point of view. And on your human self and with your human resources, you cannot do anything. So he doesn't just invite us. He gives us the Holy Spirit. And here's where it gets interesting. TPT says, the Holy Spirit rises up to super super intercede on our behalf, pleading with God in emotional size. Meaning that the Holy Spirit is dead 247. In NKJV, it says groaning. And what that truly means is, it's described as a deep plea. So that the desired outcome that God wants will be fulfilled. So God invites you and then gives us his spirit who is constantly there in deep plea before God ensuring that your destiny is fulfilled. If that's not love, I don't know what is. So when the Holy Spirit is groaning, he's not talking about, oh Lord, make her a lawyer or make her a doctor or let her have, you know, 100 degrees, no. The groan is that this one will be righteous whether they like it or not. That this one will fulfill destiny whether they want to or they don't want to. Why? Simply because you stopped in your tracks and you turned and you accepted an invitation and you said, you know what, Lord, let my destiny and yours be interwoven. So the Lord says, no problem. I would give you my spirit who is standing there groaning on your behalf every single day to make sure that this path and agenda that I have set for you, you don't miss out. 
That's love. Somebody that will be praying for me to forever. Oh my God. Hey God. All the singles in the house, raise your hand. Pray for a spouse. I'll be praying for you to forever. That's love. That's all I need. That's love. Why? Let's back it up to 19 to 22. Can you give me 19? I'll show you why the Holy Spirit is groaning in deeply for us. Thanks. For the endless expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revelation of the sons of God. Let's go. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. 22. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. So the Holy Spirit is not just standing in front of the court of heaven groaning for you because he feels like it. No. There's an agenda that the sons of God will manifest on the earth. And God knows that for the sons of God to manifest on the earth, you need his spirit. Are you seeing what's happening? God loves you. He sends out an invitation. You stop in your tracks. You turn around. Your destiny gets interwoven with the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit groans for you. Ensuring that at the end of the day, this is all that it matters. That the sons of God manifest on the earth. They've been waiting for us. The Holy Spirit knows that they've been waiting for us. And if we refuse to stop in our tracks and accept the invitation, they're going to continue groaning. Amen. 27. So God says, okay, child, I see your heart and I see your desire. And I also know that it is limited. And I see that the Holy Spirit's heart's desire is to ensure that you fulfill your destiny, right? Okay. So... Opens the invitation, brings you in. But the manifestation in this part is the outcome. The ultimate thing that God requires from you and why he wants you to be interwoven with him is that you become like his son. Amen. Because it's only when you become like Christ Jesus that you are able to manifest on the earth. Already cannot manifest on the earth as already. That spirit that God gives you to be interwoven with your destiny is his son. It's the spirit of his son. It's his spirit. It's the character, the person of his son. Because God knows that his son had come to the earth. He has done his path. And his son is now sitting in heavenly places with all authority. So if you don't have access to that son, anything that you're trying to do on the earth will be fruitful. He is so confident in the path that his son has walked through. He is so confident in that path. And he will say in verse 28, that as long as you enter this invitation, this predestination all things. All things work together. This slippers is disturbing my life. It's not some things. God is confident in his son, in what his son had done, in what he's been able to do, and says that as long as you come and you want to manifest on the earth, as long as you are in his son, 
all things works together because the agenda already has an end. He's not just forming this thing. He's not starting it now. He's not just, he's not building blocks. He's not doing it now. This thing is not a Lego stalls. It's already been predestined and planned. And he who did it already knows that as long as you step into that path of my predestination, it works out. It's not a choice, actually. It's not, maybe, no, no, it works out. Yes, we are on earth. Things happen. Human circumstances. In the process of predestination, something happens. You lose a family. You, are, you have a miscarriage. All those things are just the ultimate goal of you becoming like his son. Nothing takes it away. Nothing takes it away. Proverbs 3.19 says, the earth was founded on the wisdom of God. Now, in other words, the earth responds to the wisdom of God. And if you now want the earth to respond to you, it means that you need to have access to the wisdom of God. And for you to have access to the wisdom of God, you need to turn into this part of predestination and be interwoven with God. Don't think that it's your degree that gives you access. I didn't go to school where we low. Hey, school, they've chopped my money in this life. But even I know that outside of the spirit of God, this earth does not respond to me because the earth was not formed by me. So if I want to make things on the earth happen and in my favor, I have to be in alignment with he who created the earth so that when I speak to the mountains, it responds to me. Amen? Stay with me, oh. I like that my mom is here. I love it. She's proud of me. <laughs> okay. So in a moment, I want us to take a deep dive into ourselves and ask, am I in alignment with God's agenda? This thing I'm preaching, I'm preaching myself. I'm preaching to people like this. Holy Spirit like, mm, no, mm, okay. I'm preaching to myself. Are you in alignment with God's agenda? Because people of God, there's no time. Time not due. Let me bring it back home. As you they see this thing where they happen for this life, so time not day. And there's a sense of urgency in this season. I don't know if you guys feel it, but there's a sense of urgency. Things are happening that we can't explain. The earth is really groaning. And if we're all locked up, refusing to accept the call and the agenda, there's a problem. There's a problem. Tell the next person to you, I will accept his call. I you should say it with your full chest now, not if you, I will accept the call. <laughs> 28 says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers, this is the part I like, who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. God says, I love these people. I'll create a plan so that they can enjoy eternity with me. So when God is talking about eternity, he's not talking about mere goals and aspiration. When you clock 80 or clock 100, it's bigger than that. 
But he says, hey, you know what? I know what this world is going to be like. So I'm going to create an agenda. Because I want to see you secure. God's agenda is our security. I want to see you secure for eternity. So I open an invitation. And as long as you take that invitation, you get to sit with me in heavenly places. If this is not a show of love, I don't know what is. That before you were born, listen carefully. Before you were born, God already knew that the world was going to be X, Y, Z. So he made a plan and said, already you're going to come into this world. Let me use somebody else's name. Seal, I can see Seal in the audience. Seal is going to come into this world one day. And I know that this world is so fallen and so futile. So I'll create a plan and I'll send out an invitation. And the moment that Seal accepts that invitation, she's interwoven in my destiny. And I'm going to make sure that I breathe over Seal. I'm going to make sure that I look over Seal's destiny to ensure that she ends up sitting with me in heavenly places because I love Seal. And that love led me to give my only son as a sacrifice. Because I know that that was the only thing that was going to ensure that Seal is securing. If that's not love, people of God, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. First John 4, 19 says, We love because he first loved us. Everything that God did was because he loved us. It wasn't because he felt good or he was wanting to raise his shoulder above the enemy. The enemy is not a, is a creature. It's not a match. He wasn't trying to compete with nobody. God loved us, so he made a plan for us. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no you would kick down lie you won't tear it down coming after me there's no shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me no wall you won't kick down lie you won't tear it down coming after me Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the night tonight. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still you gave yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Says he leaves the 99 and comes after the one. There are billions of people on the earth, but the Lord comes after the one. It's a show of love that I can't explain and understand. Comes after the one. 
Amen. Verse 30. We're almost there. We're almost there. Pimo, we're almost there. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he glorified with the Son. I like the NKJV version for this one, please. Can we go 30? Moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called. Whom he called, this he also predestined. He also justified. Now, yeah, I won't, I won't sit down. <laughs> Jesus loves us and secured our eternity with us. And says, as long as you are interwoven with me, you are now justified. Dictionary meaning of justified means you are right. But that's not, that's even quite, that's okay. I found another meaning. It says having an acceptable explanation. So as long <laughs> you are in Christ Jesus. In the courts of heaven, Christ being your advocate and God the judge and Satan the accuser. No matter what Christ says before God, it is an acceptable explanation. It is an accept. Look here. It's like you can't understand this thing. There's nothing that Christ will say that God will say. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Nothing. Nothing. Everything that Christ says and does before God is right. So no matter what the enemy brings your way, as long as you are in Christ Jesus, before God, you are right. In Christ Jesus. Do you see how wise God is? God knows that the enemy is an accuser. So from the very beginning, he set a plan. And since Jesus is the ultimate of this plan, so I'm going to invite you to come into Christ Jesus because I know that one day the accuser is going to come for you. But as long as you are in my son, you are right before me. I'm a just God. If you are not in my son, whatever the accuser is accusing you of is true. But I don't want to do justice in that way over you. I want you saved and secure. So come into my son. Because I know as long as my son stands before the court of heaven. He is right. If that's not love, I don't know what is. If that's not love, I don't know what is. So in the grand scheme of things. There is nothing on the earth. There is nothing in Jupiter, Mars, whatever all this. Many, many planets. Science was not my fault. Yeah, let's go. Nothing, Bible says nothing can separate us. God doesn't mix words. When he says nothing, he means nothing. Why? Because you are in Christ Jesus. And his son is forever interwoven with him. So as long as you are in Christ Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing. Not what you've done, what you are doing, what you are yet to do, what you have undo, undid, or wounds, shouldn't, wounds, couldn't, can't. Nothing. Nothing means nothing. It's not maybe 
should be would know he says nothing because the sacrifice was once and forever Jesus is not going to come and die for anybody no more it was absolute forever you can't clean it you cannot erase it you can't scrub it. When they sacrifice sheep and goats, I'm sure that at the end of the sacrifice, they go, Paul, what time made the thing clean so it doesn't smell? No, no, no. Jesus' own is not like that at all. It is uncleanable forever. So he says, this love that is my son, you can't separate it. If that's not love, I don't know what is. So why, as believers, why do we then shake in our pants when small breeze blow? <laughs> hey, God, I'm, I'm talking to myself. Someone's looking at me like, ha! Huh? But this girl, yesterday, you were calling me to pray with you over this song. You know? I know. <laughs> but why do we shake in our pants, though? If God has said, hey, I have an ultimate agenda, and as long as you're in my agenda, you are totally secure. Why do we shake at the slightest discomfort when that funny creature and his little foes blow something here? Everybody starts to shake. Why? I like the song they just sang. You were my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won. I am who you say I am. Please put that lyrics on, on this for me. Thank you. With the one who has conquered it all. Says you were seated in the heavenly place, undefeated, with the one. This is in capital letter for a reason. There's only one who has conquered it all. Just one. And as long as you accept that call, you are seated with the one in heavenly places, far above, far, 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 far above, far. I am who you say I am. Declare this over yourself. <laughs> you crown me beyond fed and I am seated in the heavenly place undefeated. With the world. Ratunde isetali ba andosh kisende in the rimba asaleko nda hadish kitalia. Father, let us recognize that we are seated in heavenly places with you, O God. Lebonde ishkitalina and aseto leba oskintale sotalea. We are more than conquerors because we have you. Radoso nema ashkuntelia leboso tatalea. We are more than conquerors because we have you. Masunde lebosh kosanda redesh. 
We are seated in heavenly places because we have you. We are seated in heavenly places because we have you. We are seated in heavenly places because we have you. Break us, oh God, from the mold of our fears. Break us, oh God, from the mold of our fears. Break us, oh God, from the mold of our fears. Let us recognize uh, that we are seated uh, in heavenly places because we have you. Because we have you. I, 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 I don't know if you are in this room today and the fear has crippled you. The Lord is saying to you this morning, uh, you are seated in heavenly places uh, because you have me far above principalities and powers. Uh, you have me. You are more than a conqueror. Let the fear not cripple you. You are seated in heavenly places because you have me. Because you have me. Yes, Lord. Every part of you are. I am who you say I am. You crown me with confidence. I am seated. In the heavenly place undefeated By the power of your name I am seated In the heavenly place undefeated With the one who has conquered it Amen So why do we fear? I have a few assumptions. <laughs> a lot of us have not fully allowed ourselves and accepted the love that God has for us. You know, it's hard as humans to believe that someone can love us this much, either from our experiences, our life issues, maybe we had daddy issues, mommy issues, boyfriend issues, whatever. It's hard sometimes to believe that there is a love so deep, so, so deep that is available to us. We haven't fully allowed ourselves step into the ultimate agenda. A lot of us already speak to yourself. A lot of me are still trying to weave our path on our own. It's like at the time of this message, I will remove everything when in my body. We're still trying to weave our path on our own. Because somewhere in our minds, the degree that we got from Harvard is so substantial. We want to be in control. We have a control problem as a people. We have a control problem. 
We believe that the outcome of who we are rests on our accomplishments. God likes it. I have, I'm, as I have plenty of degree in this life. God likes it all. He enjoys the fact that you are rising in your career and in whatnot. But his ultimate agenda is becoming like Christ Jesus. So the degrees and the houses and the cars and the wealth and all those things that you ask God for, these are icing on the cake. The flow and the ingredients is who you are in Christ and as Christ Jesus. God wants you to be like Christ. His character, his approach to life situations, how he treats people, how he does the things that he does, but ultimately how he, the relationship that Christ had with the Father, that's what God wants for you and I. But we are so focused on the outcome, which is, the amount of Bible scriptures we can quote, the amount of stadiums we can fill, the amount of money we can make, that we forget that the most important thing is who we are, you the individual. God can raise stones to preach his word. He can fill a stadium with people and he'll say, hey, stone, oh yeah, open your mouth and speak. All these things are outcome of the person you've become in Christ Jesus. So much so that when you are done and you stand before the audience, people see and say, yes, this one has been with God. <laughs> We're also focused on being outside. Well, you know what I've learned recently about God, and I'm, I'm using myself as an, as an example. Um, I'm a politician, by the way. And in politics, you need to be outside. Like, we're outside, man. But like God is like, no, 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 no. This kind of politics, you're not going to be outside. You're going to be with me. Because it's in inside that you learn who I am. It's an inside that you get the revelation so that when you step into the field, you know what to do. It's an inside that your character is formed already so that when people throw arrows at you, you are not living in offense or you're not broken down. It's an inside you learn to be kind in the face of despair. It's inside that you learn to love regardless of who that person is, whether an enemy or a foe. It's inside you learn to commune with me. It's inside you learn my language. You speak my thoughts. It's inside that you learn to fellowship with me. So sometimes God is not necessarily interested in you being in front of thousands of people. All he wants from you is to be like him inside. 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 So can we take a moment in our lives and turn away from trying to achieve all the crazy outcomes and just trust that as long as I stay with God, I turn from my path and I let my destiny be interwoven with his own. He teaches me how to become like him so that at the end of the day, I manifest on the earth. So when I stand outside, people know they see God. They see Jesus. 
That's all he wants. That the world sees you and see him. I'll be to see him through you. So what is expected of us? Our attention. Our attention. Our submission. Our obedience. Our participation. God is calling us to himself again. It doesn't matter if you've been in church for a hundred years. It doesn't matter if you've been in church for billions of years. That call is fresh every day. Every day we wake up, God puts out an invitation from a deeply rooted place of love and says, would you turn? Because I see the end from the beginning and I know what is to come. But if only you would accept my invitation and turn so that I can secure you. There are so many of us in this room today who have struggled with experiencing the love of God. We're going to pray in a bit. I don't preach finish who are struggling with experiencing the love of God either because you've been disappointed you've been hurt you've been weary whatever it is I want you to just raise your hands as we sing the song and we're going to pray for you great is thy faithfulness Oh God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not, Thy compassions they fail not, as Thou hast been, Thou forever. the love of God today can you just come out you've struggled with understanding who God is and experiencing his love could you just come forward couple of people in this room who want to experience that love again who need a refreshing Pastor Mo will meet you where you are and just pray over you Lord we want more of you we want to experience your love like never before We have struggled for way too long. 
we are tired of going around in circles, not knowing what to do and how to do it. In humility, O oh God, we ask this morning that you pour yourself again on us. That you pour yourself again on us. Lord, we want to experience your love. Soothe our hearts, O oh God. Let us rest in the confidence that we have based on the sacrifice you have made through your son Jesus that we are confident that in you all things all things work together we are secure because you love us and nothing nothing in this world will or can separate us from that love in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.